Welcome to another episode of the Alter Your Health Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, hello and welcome. We value your time and energy and hope you receive a lot from tuning in. As a listener-supported show, we rely on you to help us grow. We'd be so grateful if you share the show or a favorite episode with a friend or fellow health seeker. Living a healthy and nourishing life doesn't always come easily, especially in today's crazy world. But that's why we're here, doing what we love, hopefully helping you along with information and inspiration that fuels your health pursuits. If you're looking for more support, consider subscribing to the monthly Meal Guide membership. Just $11 per month gets you access to a weekly meal guide filled with healing and delicious whole food plant-based recipes, along with invitations to our regularly scheduled support calls where we can connect, answer questions, and keep the good vibes flowing in our healthy lives. You can learn more at www.alter.health slash meal dash guides. And if you're looking for more in-depth support, check out our other services. We offer both one-on-one consulting as well as educational programs. All of our current offerings are listed at www.alter.health. Our ultimate goal is to empower you to heal yourself. Keeping with that theme, let's dive into today's show. Hey there, and welcome to another Wisdom Wednesday episode of the Alter Your Health podcast. I'm Dr. Ben. And I'm Dr. Susanna. And we are both naturopathic doctors who empower you to heal yourself through whole food, plant-based nutrition, as well as mind-body medicine, uh, because the fact is that only you can heal yourself. There is no other healer outside of you, just people guiding and supporting you. And hopefully we can be a source of that information and inspiration. Uh, uh, As always on these Wisdom Wednesday episodes, we love to discuss topics that are present coming up in our world, Uh, topics around mind, thought, consciousness, and the impact of our state of mind on our state of health and physiology. Uh, We know how important and powerful that is. And today's topic is on victimhood and victim consciousness and freedom from the victim addiction as it is, because um, I don't know, but what what about you, Susanna? But um, sometimes it does feel like there's this kind of addictive mind falling into that, that victimhood. Mm. Um, it's so certainly I, tempting. It's certainly there's something <laughs> that feels good about just, you know, sometimes feels good. Feels to, good to, to com- victimize ourselves. Complain. And I would I would go as far to say that um, our society invites it and kind of perpetuates it. Or at least maybe that's just me victimizing me like being like I'm blaming it on society. Uh, and- but but in any event, um, I guess the intention of our conversation today is to gain new sights and understanding of how we might be more free in the world and in that experience more peace and full responsibility of our human experience. Yeah, and I think right off the bat, I'd like to really just clarify what we mean by victimhood. Because really what we're what we're talking about is feeling as though we're a victim of our outside circumstances, Um, you know, moving through life with this outside in understanding of life that, you know, we're just at the whim of whatever external circumstances are happening and that our human experience depends on how others treat us or, you know, how well uh, this goes or how well that goes or whether, you know, this goes our way or that goes our way or whatever. 
And really, you know, so when we're talking about being a victim, it's blaming the outside world, blaming the outside circumstances for how we feel, what our experience is. And this is, of course, blaming the outside circumstances for our negative experiences, but also blaming our outside circumstances for our quote unquote positive experiences. Uh, because the fact is, it is all generated from within. And it just reminds me of, uh, you know, hearing parents talk about their children. And uh, of course, when there's their children are are doing good and getting good grades and excelling in sports and extracurricular activities. The the parent, I don't know, like there's this, like I've just seen parents like, oh, are my, you know, kid is so wonderful and, you know, so great. And like kind of, kind of taking the responsibility. Like I, I created such an awesome kid. And then of course the troublemaker comes out and uh, bad grades and, and it's like, oh, well, you know, and the fact is, I, I just bring this up because this is a little microcosmic example. Um, the fact is, as far as I see it, the parent has zero responsibility over anything outside of our, themselves. Um, of course, their responsibility is to to love and support, and uh, but in terms of the outcomes, um, and of course, this, that's a little tangent, and we don't need to go off on parenting philosophy, uh, but it just comes up in my thoughts when talking about taking responsibility for that, which is not ours. Yeah. But I, this topic came up as an idea to discuss today because, you know, it just, it just kind of occurred to me. I just kind of found myself chuckling at uh, the most recent time that I was really upset. And in that upset, I was specifically blaming my upset on Ben. Um, I think that's a common tendency of mine. <laughs> well, you know, for those listening in, you have to understand that there's very few other things that Susanna can blame it on because I'm the only one around most of the time. So, <laughs> but, um, but, you know, and, but, but, you know, sometimes I'm, you know, feeling down and I blame it on, I just blame it on circumstances. Like, oh, man this isn't going my way, you know, cloudy day. What the heck? And I was just, I was just really chuckling how, you know, whenever I find myself in that low mood, there is this temptation for me to want to go seek others out and, you know, kind of vent and kind of, you know, get some affirmation from them. Like, yeah, yeah, I would feel that way too if this happened to me or if so-and-so said this to me. There's there's kind of this like, yeah, just this temptation to, to get that victimhood affirmation from the outside world. And it's funny because sometimes, you know, if I'm down, um, I'm blaming, I'm blaming my low mood on, you know, some circumstances. And I actually go to you in attempts to to do this, you know, to to feel a little bit of that kind of affirmation. Sometimes I'm actually met with Ben, you know, coming from a very grounded place. Ben actually, you know, will, will, will share something very insightful about the reality of the human experience and how mind, thought, and consciousness create that experience. But, but because I'm in my upset, I just want to punch Ben in the face. Like, what? You can't see it the way that I see it? Are you telling me that I'm wrong and that, you know, that I'm wrong for being upset 
because this happened or that happened or this person said this to me. Do you want to give an example? Just like, you know, because it seems all kind of, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so what's an example? Well, Well, just what happened. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I guess the most recent example I can think of is I was just kind of um, stewing in thoughts about, um, you know, there's the kind of this project that I was wanting to move in a, in a faster pace. I was kind of wanting this project to, to look different. It just wasn't, wasn't coming out that way. It wasn't um, meeting my expectations. It wasn't meeting the timeline I wanted it to meet. And, you know, there's other people involved. So it's easy for me to kind of, you know, maybe even blame it on those other people who are involved. And, you know, I kind of just remember, you know, kind of just lamenting to you, like, oh, you know, like, I don't even know what I was looking. I was looking to feel better, but um, Is this the house stuff or no, this was a different work project that we were working on. I don't want to go into all the details here, okay. Ben. Yeah, yeah, no, but um, anyway, I feel like I'm just repeating myself at this point. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to maybe give an opportunity to, you know, get more tangible in how this might show up or how this has showed up for you. Um, but I get it. Yeah. And uh, so you're, you're saying that sometimes people, other people in our, in our world, in our life, the relationships that we have, it's almost like they can be codependents in this addictive relationship to victimhood and kind of feed it um, in, in a way. And that's tough. That's tough because it, it, it really makes it difficult to, to break the addiction to victimhood when we turn to a friend, a partner, and loved one. And of course, they're, they're trying to offer us compassionate support, like, oh, I hear you, I feel you. Uh, but in doing so, oftentimes it's like, oh, yeah, that person is so terrible. Oh, yeah, that's such a bummer. Oh, yeah, that's so, so, you know, so sad. Oh, yeah, that's, I can't believe that happened to you. Oh yeah, I can't believe this, that, blah, blah, blah. And we, I, I do these kind of things also. But I find myself more and more of them these days, kind of just holding the space. And I used to th- think that holding the space uh, included that verbalizing, compassionate words, whatever sounded good uh but that that's not what holding the space is holding the space is holding the space for someone to be feeling what they're feeling feeling what they're feeling and that that reminds me of just of what compassion really means compassion doesn't mean sympathizing right compassion doesn't mean like you know saying i'm sorry compassion means being with suffering. Passion means suffering. Compassion means with suffering. Um, so with suffering, we're, we're just there with suffering. Uh, we don't need to do anything. And being there with suffering, especially from kind of a grounded understanding place, we can uh, support ourselves and others in kind of seeing Maybe it's not our responsibility to be to 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 cause someone else to see something that they don't see, but we can at least uh, hold the vibe um, of truth. That's what I feel like my intention is. Not that I'm like perfect in it, but we can hold the vibe of truth. And what that means is that 
uh, we tr the the truth of the human experience and where our experience is generated from. Uh, so no more blaming. Yeah. Yeah. And really, you know, what, what made me chuckle as I was kind of reflecting on these more recent times uh, where I was victimizing myself and was getting feedback from Ben, uh, more of just like the truth of the matter, you know, in the upset, the truth sounded like offensive to me. <laughs> no, the truth was triggering. Um, and I just want to point this out because I think sometimes we actually don't see the support of the universe. We don't see the support of someone who is grounded and truthful um, because really what we're seeking is once again, that affirmation of, of, yeah, I, I am just a victim of outside circumstances. It's that egoic tendency um yeah and so just kind of bringing that to light you know just um you know we like to speak from our own experiences here because when it comes to kind of deepening in this understanding of really knowing what does create the human experience it's it's like yeah we're just uncovering these these layers and layers and layers and every time i see something just in a little bit of a deeper way I like, I like to express that. I like to share that here because, you know, it, it, a, I mean, it like, it, it calls out my silly egoic tendencies. Yeah. And it allows you to anchor something so that, um, we don't catch ourselves more often perpetuating something that we know is silly and inconsistent and not in the vibe of truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And maybe something in the sharing, you know, something that I share, you can see also in your life and your experience as well. Yeah. And, um, you know, ultimately it's so freeing. It's so freeing, you know, for, for me to really look back on those experiences and see like, wow, no, you know, Ben was really in the truth in those moments. Ben was speaking from the truth in those moments. Um, you know, A, it's it's humbling, like the ego dissolves immediately. Um, and yeah, it's just, uh, you know, it's kind of like next time, next time that might happen, if it happens again, I can more easily recognize like, oh, wow, I'm just being triggered because yeah. I'm being faced with something that is actually true <laughs> where, that, where I would rather just stay in my story of victimhood. Well, that, that of course brings <laughs> up, uh, you know, a big, a, um, a big thing like, Oh, because we conceptually intellectually understand that it's good to not be a victim and it's good to take responsibility just because we understand that doesn't mean that we're going to move through life without ever, ever dropping into victim thinking and without, taking full responsibility like we're always going to be teetering on this line of choice moment to moment am i taking responsibility what am i not taking responsibility for you know and it's 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 like a it is a moment to moment choice that we are making sometimes consciously sometimes not and to me, it's just a matter of bringing more conscious awareness to 
the choice of taking full responsibility or not. And the by default, <laughs> to me, for me at least, the default is to drop in the victim, you know? So it's like, um, again, blaming, <laughs> blaming society, blaming circumstances. Um, it's like, oh, you know, people are, you know, there's just this tendency to not take responsibility. So it's kind of like um, a little bit of... Um, what am I trying to say? A little bit of resistance is generally there when it comes to stepping into full responsibility. It's never that easy. <laughs> but I love, love when you brought up, Susanna, how the truth can kind of be triggering, you know? And how interesting that is that the truth is triggering. And I think that just... It, brings up a good kind of universal principle that I think is healthy to consider. And that is just the nature of the trigger. You know, whenever there's that experience, that, that trigger to really get curious about where that's coming from, you know, because of course it's never the circumstance on the other side of the trigger because, Oh, I don't know. I'm having a hard time coming up with an example. There's too many really like <laughs> triggering examples. Well, no, uh, I mean, but, I, I can I can yeah. I just offer something? Yeah. I mean, I think it's really interesting because I think all the times that I've really been triggered by the truth, or I've witnessed other people being kind of triggered by the truth when when like three principles or mind, thought, and consciousness are being discussed from a grounded place, if I'm listening from a grounded place, that message of truth is always really empowering. It's about stepping out of victimhood. It's about the freedom that we feel when we do take responsibility for our experience. You know, it's about trusting universal wisdom. It's about trusting, um, you know, the divine timeline of things. It's about not, you know, having expectations and just surrendering to what is. And to me, from this place, saying all of that stuff feels very wonderful and empowering and everything. So it's interesting how and why that might actually really continue to anger someone when, when they hear stuff like that, you know? Well, it's just a great it's testament. It's threatening to the ego. It's just a great testament to how, you know, someone can speak truth and then the reception of that message can be triggered based on the state of mind that it meets it. You know, it's like there's this message sent and it's like this message can be sent with love and groundedness and truth. And then if there's an irritated, um, uh, cluttered, you know, state of mind that receives it, then that's going to be threatening, you know, that's going to be threatening. And, um, you know, threatening to the story, threatening to the ego, threatening whatever, to, you know, yeah. whatever. And I think that just brings up, you know, what, what I was saying about the, the kind of principle of feeling triggered, which we are experts. We are our own individual experts about what it feels like to feel triggered. Right. And how, you know, we can deny the fact that we're triggered like i have a tendency to do that like oh no i'm not triggered i'm fine <laughs> but it's like of course there is like <sighs> but we're the only one 
we're like our own fine connoisseur of the triggered sensation. And when we experience that and whatever that feels like, that is just such an incredible opportunity to really get curious and consider taking full responsibility in that moment. Because again, the, the, the source of the trigger, so to speak, is never the problem. Um, <laughs> right? Because I don't know, like if someone, I don't know, I, I can have a hard time coming up with an example, but if one um, took the last ripple milk, took the last ripple milk at the store, mm-hmm. then there's infinite responses to what that means, right? It's like, um, like someone can be really upset and then the next person is like, oh, well, you know, I'll try this one, you know, oh, what a great opportunity. I'll try, I'll try the, the almonds milk or whatever. Not that that's maybe not the best example because there's very few (laughs) examples of, uh, you know, a clean dairy-free milk thing. But gosh, in in any case, you know, I think the, the moral of the story here is just, you know, really getting curious about how we can expand into greater responsibility, which, you know, the, just like the, the healing of physical symptoms that we're often talking about in our practice is not like a linear timeline. It's not like, Oh, by, you know, January of next year, we're going to be symptom free. Absolutely. And we're going to be in optimal health forever. You know, optimal health and healing is a perpetual process. It's not, it's, it's a journey. It's not a destination. And I think the same is for sure the case when it comes to our peace of mind. It's a journey. Peace of mind is not a destination. And peace of mind, um, that journey, you know, in being more peaceful, I, I really do feel like comes moment to moment from taking full responsibility. And, and uh, because it feels really empowering to do that. Yeah. And I would just invite everyone who is listening and who is getting, you know, curious, wants to get more curious about, you know, when they fall into victimhood or versus when they're really taking full responsibility. Like, yeah, just start looking all the little ways. I mean, if I really start looking at all the little ways and I can think of examples for you too, Ben, but it's like, Oh my gosh, there's little micro victimizations all throughout the day. Like, like, oh, like exactly. There's no ripple milk. My day's going to suck because there's no ripple milk. Uh, You know, like, oh my gosh, now it's snowing. I'm a victim of the snow or so-and-so isn't, you know, so-and-so's 30 minutes late. This is ruining my whole day. Like, gosh. It's funny because I'm having a hard time coming up with examples. At least it's it's almost 1.30. Like. I don't know. I feel like it's been a pretty good morning in terms of me uh, not being a victim. Oh, well, you're you're irritated because we are in the process of building a house and you're like, why is this so like this should be easier? Like, why is this like why is it so hard to communicate with these other people about this and this? So there was a little bit of that. Yeah, I do have some self-judgment about feeling like a complete idiot when it comes to, to, to things that I've never done before. I feel like I should be know how to do things that I've never done. Um, but in, in any case. But anyway, just 
Yeah. I mean, have fun. Have fun with looking at the little micro victimizations. Yeah. I have fun with it. It generally makes me laugh when I realize like, oh my gosh, I literally blame everything for, for my moment to moment mood. That's a, a, yeah, that's a cool little shortcut of, um, you know, cracking into an open mind, right? Is seeing the humor, right? Because, you know, we can, and then, and then like, there's a joke and, and then it's just like, Am I really going to let plant milk ruin my whole entire like, day? You know, how, <laughs> how silly we can be um, in our human experience. So that's a good little hack, if you will. Right. Not to say that humor is always available, but it be. Get curious. So anyways, thanks for uh, hanging out for another Wisdom Wednesday. And uh, thanks for being open-minded with us and ditching the victim addiction to the curb. Yeah. And announcement because we do have something really big coming up, which is our live cohort of Thrive on Plants that starts on May 10th. It's not too late to join. If you want that live accountability, live education, live it's, professional support. It's going to be awesome. For the next 12 weeks, we are diving deep into understanding how whole food plant-based eating supports you in reversing your disease and supporting you and really implementing it in your life as well. And so. I think we're going to be um, maybe integrating and weaving in some, some more mindset stuff in yeah. that um, we haven't really fully talked about that and finalized that yet but there's a good likelihood because the fact is that our state of mind is the most powerful predictor of our health and healing you know more so than food so we need to really you know talk about it more so anyways if you'd like to learn more about this opportunity that's starting really soon and uh, you shouldn't be hesitating at all go to www.alter.health and I'm sure you can navigate your way to find more information about the Thrive on Plants program. Mm -hmm. Peace and love, you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.